this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Naturist and Nudist Organizations. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome to episode number 40 of the Naturist Living Show. I don't know if you've noticed on the uh, main Naturist Living Show website, but uh, I have been numbering them using uh, Roman numerals. So uh, we are now at episode XL, extra large. So this is episode number 40, and I am your host, Stéphane Deschaines, and I'm also the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And uh, before we get started today, I wanted to... uh, add a little bit to what we discussed in the last episode in 39 about youth and naturism. I found a survey of American uh, naturists or nudists, um, and uh, it says that uh, that only 12.6% of those uh, members are ages 20 to 29. That means 87% uh, 87.4% to be specific, are over the age, are 30 years and above. And the biggest group in this survey is ages 40 to 49, 30.7%. So, you know, the big majority are not youth. And uh, so that certainly seems to be consistent with the uh, issues that people are discussing about the lack of youth and naturism. Except this is based on members of the uh, ASA, the American Sunbathing Association, which are now called AANR, the American Association for Nude Recreation, from 1948 to 1951. Um, uh, That came from a book called The Nudists by Donald Johnson. It was published in 1959, and they got access to the records of the ASA, which were very, very uh, secure and confidential at the time. But uh, on those records was the age of the members. And back then, you've got to remember pretty much, if you wanted to join a club, you had to be members of the ASA. So all nudists, all naturists, whatever they call themselves, if they wanted to practice in the United States, um, you had to be part of the ASA in uh, 1948 to 1951. And uh, you had to join a club because there were no beaches. And you had, that, that club was almost certainly affiliated with the ASA. So it's a pretty accurate picture of the age groups for that time. And it shows that the issue has not new, and it's probably not a problem. It's just the way it is, as we discussed in last, uh, the last show, with regards to age distribution. Um, it's the reality that it takes uh, more money, and it takes uh, access to transportation, and it's something you tend to do a little bit later in life. Uh, not when you're in your early 20s. So so where does this idea come from that, uh, you know, we have a lot less young people than we used to? And my theory is it's a misconception that comes from all those exploitive magazines from the 60s and 70s that were full of young, uh, mostly young women, uh, and certainly uh, the press picked up on a lot of that. The pictures, all the pictures you see when you look at the old magazines are of young people, young men, young women, all in great shape, of course, and there's obviously no problems with uh, anybody being overweight back then. Um, At least that's the impression you get, and certainly the impression you get as well is that everybody is young. 
but that wasn't true back then. It wasn't true from 1940 to 1951, and it's not true today. I don't think that things have changed necessarily that much. The uh, definition of uh, naturism, uh, as stated by the International Naturist Federation, and it is oh, sorry, the definition of nudism as well, um, as defined in the United States and North America, is that naturism is a way of life in harmony with nature, characterized by the practice of communal nudity, with the intention of encouraging respect for oneself, respect for others, and for the environment. And that was adopted by the International Naturist Federation at its 1974 Congress. And that's fairly well known. You see this definition quoted all over the place. Often, it, instead of naturism, it says nudism, or it's, it'll say naturism and nudism in the USA in brackets. But generally, the definition is pretty consistent everywhere. And what is uh, not as well known is who wrote it. It was written by Francis Shellstrat. 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 It's a, he's a French, he's a, the founder of the Domaine de Belize, um, and he just passed away at the beginning of uh, this past January, January 2012. The uh, center had been around for well over 40 years, and certainly one that I have not visited but would like to based on what I've read and heard about them. So sadly, another uh, leader in naturism has passed away, and uh, not quite as well known as others, but one that certainly had quite a significant impact on international naturism. So on the topic of associations, there are many naturist associations and organizations out there that help promote naturism, that represent our interests. They've been around since the beginning. Um, internationally, worldwide, there's the International Naturist Federation, the INF, um, and that goes back to 1929, June 8th and 9th specifically of 1929, when they held their first uh, international nudist congress or conference in Europe. It was mostly European countries, of course, because that was certainly the start and the hotbed of naturism back then. Um, and it wasn't an official organization, but all of these groups got together to try to form something. And that's that was the beginning. Um, there were country organizations, and around that time in uh, North America, there was even organizations starting. So why are they important? Well, I think they're very important because they give us credibility. They represent us. They make sure that we are um, uh, explained and uh, that the lobbying is done to make sure our interests are represented, particularly important in naturism, where most naturists aren't willing to speak up, where most naturists or nudists are secretive and quiet about what they do. And so somebody has to speak up and say that we exist and say that we are good folks, that what we do is actually very healthy and wholesome and good for society in general, if everybody would, go, would adopt naturist values the way we do. So I want to encourage all of you to join one. I don't care which one it is. It really doesn't matter. And at Bear Oaks, we offer a discount to anybody who belongs to any organization. So you can be Canadian and belong to the British Naturism or the uh, Australian Federation. It doesn't make any difference. As long as you belong to some organization that promotes and supports the values of naturism or nudism, 
we will give you a discount. Why? Well, certainly that's money that basically comes out of our pocket, but because I think it's that important. Um, I think you, you have to support the organizations that represent us. Uh, you get something, so that's why you choose. Uh, you get maybe a magazine and maybe you get discounts, but I think it's in your best interest if you really are passionate about our values and our ethics and our movement to support those who work so hard to promote them. And most of, most of the time, they're, they're volunteers. They do it uh, for the good of the movement. Um, some are paid, but mostly the boards of the associations, the directors are volunteers. And you may not agree with them all. And I'm sure you won't agree with them all. I don't agree with everyone. But you have to respect the fact that they volunteer and they give of their time. And often they are public about naturism where many others are not. And you have to respect that. And you have to encourage that whether you agree with them or not. If you don't agree, or if you have some ideas of how to make things better, then I also challenge you to not just share that idea, but to get involved yourself to make that idea happen or to make that change happen that you believe in. Because organizations like these are all based on volunteers and on the people who put in their time, efforts, and energy into the organization. Because I can tell you from having served on the board of the FCN and several other nonprofit organizations that it's never the lack of ideas that are the problem. The problem always comes down to a lack of money and lack of time and resources to implement ideas and to, to generate and to drive projects through. There's always a shortage of volunteers. There's always a shortage of people willing to see things through and push through. So join something. Join any of them. In North America, um, there's a number of organizations. Um, for Canada, that is the Federation of Canadian Naturists. But there is also for Quebec, the Fédération Québécoise de Naturisme, which represents Quebec and to a large extent all Francophone Canadians. Um, and the, we work cl very closely together and there's a long history, which I think I discussed in an earlier show as to why we actually have two federations, which are officially both recognized as an entity, which is the union of the FCN-FQN by the INF. The INF, the International Naturist Federation, recognizes um, only one organization per country. So we combined ourselves in, in Canada. Canada is also um, has some parts that are represented by the American Association for Nude Recreation um, because for historical reasons there were um, there was a Canadian uh, federation and then it, it failed. Uh, the Western portion joined the Americans because there was nothing in Canada. So to this day, there's still a region of AANR, the American Association for Nude Recreation, in Western Canada. Um, there is also the Nature Society, which is not exactly an association. It's an organization, but it is a, a private corporation. But it runs very much like an association. It was founded by Lee Baxendall, and we had uh, one of the earliest show of the Naturist Living Show was about Lee Baxendall. And uh, he founded this organization that is most well known for the guide that they used to publish and the magazine that they still publish, Nude and Natural, or simply known as N Magazine. So that organization... It, very much depends on volunteers as well and has advisors and directors that are volunteers as well. It's certainly not a big money-making machine, so it's certainly a fine organization to join as well. But today I want to talk about uh, the American Association for Nude Recreation because they've just uh, hired a new executive director. And let me explain a little bit because I'm not sure if everyone's familiar with how the, most associations work. 
most associations, the members are the people who join or belong to a certain group or whatever, who elect a board of directors. The board of directors are typically all volunteers, and they, amongst themselves, elect a president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, and a few other positions that they may identify in the bylaws. And those folks are usually volunteers as well, so they can't do all the work. So in larger organizations like ANR, AANR, they hire an executive director as we, who hires staff as well. Um, and the executive director is really the full-time paid leader, but he or she reports to the board of directors who set the agenda. So this is what I mean when I say all these organizations are driven by volunteers. You may not know the directors as well as you know the executive director, but the directors who are volunteers actually vote and set the agenda that the executive director who's paid drives forward. Enter is actually a very old organization. Um, it has its uh, history. It goes back to around 1929 when uh, Kurt Barthel uh, formed the American League for Physical Culture, uh, which led to uh, Ilse Boone, also known as Uncle Danny, uh, informing the International Nudist Conference, um, which despite its name, was really just an American-based uh, organization. And in around 1933 or so, it became the ASA, the American Sunbathing Association. And there was lots of politics and infighting, as usual, over the years. Um, but it still continued to, work, to operate uh, and still does today, although in 1995, it changed its name to the American Association for Nude Recreation. The former director was uh, Eric uh, Shutoff, and Eric was uh, a great guy. He was a lawyer. He had a lot of experience in uh, government relations, and he was the executive director for 13 years. But he decided to that that was enough, and that he wanted to move on. He has a family and some lovely young children. Um, and uh, I've met him and talked to him many times in the past. So uh, I certainly understand that after 13 years, it can be time for a change. And so... It is certainly understandable that after 13 years, it uh, might be time for anybody to have a change in what they're doing. And so he decided to go back to the private sector. And so we certainly wish him well. Uh, he did a lot of good things in Anner while he was there. But the new executive director just came in in January. His name is Jim Smock. Uh, Jim is a Michigan native, so he's closer to Canada in a lot of ways than he is to uh, most of the United States probably understands Canada very well. Um, he, um, he was chosen by the ANR board, by the directors, uh, from a pool of 180 applicants. And uh, like Eric Shatoff, he's a, a law school graduate, and he's got a lot of background and expertise in government affairs. So I was down at Cypress Cove. I stayed at Cypress Cove uh, in uh, January for a, a conference, and uh, I decided to uh, go over to the Anner office, which is also not far from Cypress Cove in Kissimmee, and uh, interview Jim Smock and learn a little bit more about who he is and what his plans are. So um, tell me how you came to be the executive director of Anner. Uh, well, it's, uh, I wish it was an exciting story, but it's not particularly exciting. Um, uh, I saw a posting on one of the job boards for uh, this position uh, last fall in October, and I uh, uh, found it interesting and intriguing and always had wanted to be an executive director and 
run an organization and hopefully bring um, uh, my varied experience and skills uh, to an organization. Uh, and so I contacted Susan Weaver, uh, the inner president, and uh, admittedly it was a bit of a gutsy move, and I just said, would you be willing to talk with me for a little bit before I send you my resume? Uh, because I didn't want to waste anyone's time. And uh, fortunately for me, she was very receptive to that. I think she uh, uh, appreciated uh, the uh, the uh, reaching out to her. And so we talked. And uh, to skip ahead, uh, I was invited to come to Kissimmee in November for an interview. I did. And then I was notified uh, just uh, about the beginning of December that uh, the position had been offered to me. Uh, I accepted, and I began officially on January 9th. I mean, surely this is, you're talking like it's just a regular job application, but I mean, it it, it couldn't have been. There had to be some consideration when we went, what? <laughs> These are the nudist guys. Well, well, certainly. Um, and uh, I, I had a few uh, chuckles about it, and uh, I would say that uh, uh, one of the things that I think uh, is good about Anner is that it can laugh at itself and it can uh, take a joke and make a joke and uh, we need to as an organization to be able to um, uh, to do that uh, but you're right I mean it was it was not the typical uh, job posting that uh, I I had seen um, or had had been made aware of by others uh, and I certainly gave some pause to it but uh, my thought was, well, uh, I'm going to be very honest and say I don't have a nudist background, uh, but I do have a background in organizational management, in lobbying, in advocacy, uh, in education, uh, and uh, you know, basic business management, uh, marketing, and uh, if this is what your organization is really looking for, ultimately, then it might be a fit. And I believe, uh, based on what has happened, that that's what Anna was looking for. And I have enjoyed my time immensely here. There is a there are a lot of uh, excellent people here, uh, both on the staff uh, who do the everyday uh, work. They're sort of the unsung heroes for the most part, uh, as well as obviously dealing with the uh, the board, the officers, the the regional officials, committee chairs, uh, and all the folks that uh, make and her what it is. And how did your uh, your wife and your family and your friends react when you were telling them what job you were taking? Well, again, they all had a little bit of a laugh. Uh, and uh, I was uh, in Michigan just this past weekend uh, uh, and at a party, and uh, I I got something good-natured gribbing about how, uh, how the job was going. Um, but what I have tried to explain to people uh, is uh, beyond the the initial um, uh, you know laughing, if you will, or joking, uh, and it's all been good natured, by the way. No one has been mean or or nasty about it in any way, shape, or form. And 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 I have not met anyone in uh, in my position who uh, who who learned that I was the executive director of Anner be anything but polite. Uh, they certainly have been inquisitive. But what I've explained is that uh, you know nudity. Uh, although in this country, and I expect the same is true in Canada, is often associated with sex, and that is something that we cannot deny, uh, it does not have to be, and that Anner is not about 
associating nudity with sex uh, or sexual activity. It's about celebrating really the wholesomeness of the human body, uh, the freeing experience or liberating experience that many people often discuss when talking about nudist experiences or nude experiences, and that um, we, we value that and we also certainly value uh, very much uh, one's right to choose to be uh, a nudist. And as our saying goes, to be nude in appropriate places and uh, to pursue that. And they should be able to pursue that without um, government inter- interference or uh, interference from really uh, anyone else. Uh, and, you know, you know that ANR stands for the proposition that, um, uh, as I said earlier, nude in appropriate places and as long as we don't infringe on the rights of anyone else. So I think, you know, ANR is very much that live and let live organization that uh, I think a lot of people say that they want to be. Uh, the question is, uh, you know, we have to keep reminding people uh, of, of that, so to speak. Well, fair enough. Um, and, and, you know, one of the issues with naturism or nudism is that uh, as passionate as its members are, many of them are afraid uh, to publicly say that they are because they're concerned about the impact they might have on their career. Was that a consideration for you? Do you think it could impact your career now that it's on your resume? Well, I suppose anything is possible. Um, um, you know, um, you know, I, I was discussing um, careers and career choices with a friend the other day, and uh, uh, in the world in which we live today, uh, almost any position that one person has held in the past could offend or uh, bother someone uh, in the future. I'm not worried about uh, uh, that. Um, uh, I'm working for a great organization. Uh, they do good work. Uh, as you say, they 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 advocate uh, uh, a cause that is important to their members. Their members are passionate. Uh, I think it's important to let people know that most of the people who um, uh, make up official honor, the officers, the board members, the regional officials, committee chairs, they are all volunteers. And they, uh, yes, we reimburse them for expenses, but uh, there's no way that we can possibly reimburse uh, them for their time and their effort and the long hours that they devote uh, to Anner that go beyond any expense report that they may turn in. And so I think that's important for people to to understand about Anner uh, and that we are not unique in that respect. Many organizations rely very heavily on volunteer boards, volunteer officers, uh, uh, volunteer committees, and so we are no different in, in, in that respect. So uh, speaking of passionate nudists, um, you were not you were, at least, were not one of them. I don't know if you are yet. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the first person to ask, do you think you can do the job even though you don't have the experience? I do, and I say that not out of conceit, but um, uh, I think just having been here now almost two months and observing what uh, I think uh, Anner needs and maybe more importantly what I think um, I can help bring to Anner uh, yes, I think I can do the job with uh, without uh, having a um, a nudist background. Uh, in the end, Anner 
and, and I'm not by any means diminishing the passion, uh, the cause, the advocacy, uh, any of those things. Uh, but Anner is a business, uh, and Anner needs to generate revenue so that we can promote social nudity, that we can help promote the beaches, the clubs, the campgrounds, the public lands, all of the places that we feel or where we feel that people should be able to choose to be nude um, if indeed that is their choice. Uh, it does take money to do that. And uh, so Anner has to generate revenue. We have to, obviously, like any organization, uh, including your, your club, I'm sure, minimize expense uh, and be very careful with its, uh, with its dollars. And so what I can bring to uh, Anner is, is that business background uh, doesn't mean that uh, we run strictly by the numbers. Uh, I don't believe in that. Uh, but we obviously have to be very conscious uh, of that and making sure that in a world where that we have limited resources that we're using um, uh, them to the best of our ability. We owe that, frankly, to our members um, who look to us and have, through their membership, uh, not only invested their money but put some of their trust and their faith in us as well uh, to do the right thing when it comes to promoting social nudism or, or naturism. So in Anner, as in all organization, the, uh, I understand, the, of course, that the board sets the direction, and the board is made up of volunteer directors. But as the leader, the only full-time leader of the organization, um, you will obviously have an impact in giving them some uh, suggestions and recommendations and setting some of the direction. So what do you want to do with Anner? What, uh, what kind of uh, goals do you want to accomplish? Well, uh, there are many, but I think the important, the most important goal of all is obviously to increase membership. Uh, it's no secret that Anner has lost uh, membership uh, in the last dozen years or so. It uh, doesn't make it unique among a lot of associations these days, but nonetheless, that's, that's a problem that Anner um, uh, must confront. And uh, the world has changed. Uh, from uh, perhaps when you and I were younger and uh, we were joiners as opposed today to people who may be uh, likers uh, or fans uh, based on the latest you know, social media um, uh, that is out there. And so uh, increasing the membership is, is the number one goal because from that really all other things, uh, as I alluded to earlier, in terms of promoting social nudism, advocating it, promoting the clubs, the beaches, the public lands, all the areas where we feel that people should have that choice, um, you know, that all comes from having the revenue, and the revenue comes from our members. And so we need, like any organization does, to have a healthy membership, uh, a strong membership, uh, both in terms of their passion, uh, their advocacy, obviously their trust, but also in the dues that they, uh, that they pay to belong to Anner so that we can continue to do the good work. Well, there's no question, I, you, you don't certainly have to convince me, that uh, the role of Anner and other organizations in naturism and nudism is important. But I'm not sure that people see that. Do you think in this day and age there's still a role for organization that people will join because of the importance of advocacy? 
Well, I do. Uh, you know, there, there's no question that um, if you as an individual, and it doesn't matter your age particularly, but if you as an individual have never been denied anything um, uh, or gone without something because your experience has been, well, I've always been able to do it, it's always been available to me, then you probably have a little difficulty understanding that maybe that wasn't always the case. That there might have been a time, whether it was in this country or Canada or anywhere else in the world, where uh, women could not vote, for example. Okay, uh, and I use that as one one example. Uh, people don't understand that today, so it's incumbent on Anner and other associations that that are advocacy and education associations uh, not to dust off uh, the the dry history, if you will, and um, uh, put that in the faces of today's. Um, prospective members, no, because I'm sure they would find that boring. But it is necessary to convince them that uh, nothing is certain uh, in life, uh, except death and taxes, I suppose, um, that things can be taken away from you. Uh, it can happen very innocently at first, and then you wake up one day and it's gone. And so in order to prevent that, organizations like Anner and others uh, really are the vanguard of protecting people's choices, people's rights, uh, people's freedoms. And uh, there isn't any one good way uh, to present that message. It takes a variety of ways to present that message. Uh, certainly using social media to communicate with the younger generation today and the not-so-younger generation um, is very key. But to your question, yes, I think there is still uh, an enormous role to play today, uh, particularly as I think politically, at least in the United States, there seems to be a reexamination of, of, of uh, our rights and how they interface with our security. And uh, so... Um, Yes, there is a, there is a role to play. Well, one of the roles that Anner has been criticized for in the past, or accused of, whether fairly or unfairly, I'm not sure, um, is that Anner is first a uh, an organization of club owners that looks after the, uh, the 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 needs of the club owners before the needs of naturism outside the clubs. Um, do you think uh, Do you think that's true? Well, I can't speak to what happened before I, I, I got here, and I, I do and am aware of the criticism that um, uh, that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, certainly our clubs are important to us. Um, I mean, they are, after all, inter-chartered or inter-affiliated uh, clubs, and uh, so for someone to say that they're not important, that just would be incorrect. Um, my view, and I just had a conversation with uh, someone from the um, uh, sort of, excuse me, the South Florida Free Beaches Association, was that there is a role for Anner to play in beaches and in public lands, and and uh, frankly, and hopefully, opening up more public land, whether it's a beach, it's a it's a it's a hiking trail, it's a camping area, um, for clothing optional use, if you if you want to use. Uh, that term. Uh, and so I certainly intend to reach out to the free beaches and to other organizations whose um, niche admittedly may be different from Anners in terms of uh, their constituency, 
but we all want the same thing, and that is to have nudism uh, available for people, uh, for them to have the choice to go to certain places and to be nude and enjoy all the activities that, that people do, whether it's sitting on a beach, whether it's being at a club, um, whether it's at a campground, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, frankly, skinny dipping uh, uh, in your backyard. Uh, all of that is important to, uh, to enter, and I'm going to continue, and I will certainly in my time here work with all the organizations that, uh, that want to promote the same thing. Um, I don't think it hurts uh, to have uh, some division and debate on the sideline, uh, but once we take the field, we all have to be, uh, have the same goal in mind, and I do believe that all of the organizations, the inner being one, have that same goal in mind. Absolutely, and it always seems like a waste when we fight amongst ourselves. Um, and on that topic, there are two other organizations in North America, the, the Nature Society, which is not an association but kind of acts like one in many ways, and the Federation of Canadian Naturists, which is just for Canada, but ANR has a uh, region that is also in Canada. How do you see uh, ANR's relationship with those other organizations? Well, I hope it's a cooperative one. I certainly want to make it a cooperative um, uh, r relationship. And, and um, uh, I understand, uh, as you had mentioned or alluded to in your previous question, that there has been, um, oh, maybe some tension or friction or a differing of views over the years. And uh, I don't necessarily think that's a... Uh, an inherently bad uh, thing, you know. I, I think again that uh, internal debate and discussion uh, and even argument. I mean, that all goes on in families, but we don't necessarily think that the family uh, is is bad because of it. And so we need to keep that in mind that uh, we really are a family in the sense that our goals are the same. Uh, we want the same things. We want the best um, for those constituents that we serve, even though they may be different uh, constituents, that they all want to enjoy the, the, um, the, 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 the rights and the choices that, that uh, people from long ago uh, worked very hard to, um, um, to, to establish. So, you know, my attitude certainly uh, is to work with them and to work with others and advancing the goals and the causes of, of social um, uh, nudism. Um, I am not letting whatever may have, and I stress may have taken place in the past, uh, cloud my judgment. Uh, I've, I've talked with a number of different organizations, um, and the conversations I've had at least, uh, have all been, um, have been cordial, have been pleasant, have been professional, and I certainly am going to work to continue to make sure that, uh, that, that continues. That's good. We we've had uh, also some you know issues within in the factoring of naturism in that some clubs uh, you know kind of go to the dark side uh, you know looking at Caliente for example yes uh, do you think that uh, we need to continue to maintain the tight standards or do you need we just should we just kind of relax and and that's the the way to reach out more well. Um, uh a couple of points. I mean, first of all, I think we should uh, uh, obviously maintain our standards. Um, uh, and that is difficult uh, because the world around this organization changes. Um, you know, um, uh, people's preferences, tastes, uh, morals, 
uh, change, you know, what was might what might have been considered acceptable behavior, uh, or what might be considered acceptable behavior today, uh, even in the non-nudist environment, uh, might not have been acceptable 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 50 years ago. So the world changes. And obviously, every organization must be aware of those changes um, and be open to changes. But in every organization, I hope, and certainly in this organization, there is a core belief, uh, a core set of values that uh, from which we do not deviate because if we deviate from them then we no longer really are true to ourselves and we're no longer true to those members who again um with both their 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 uh money and their time and in some cases their faith if you will uh have entrusted us to do the right thing and that is to promote um social nudism the wholesomeness, the family-centric oriented uh, orientation of, of, of social nudism uh, without getting into what other uh, clubs uh, uh, may or may not have done. I will say this, that um, uh, any club, uh, every club, uh, every organization um, you know, must do what it feels is in its best interest. Uh, you mentioned some people who, as you say, have, have, have taken a walk on the dark side. Um, um, I don't uh, certainly condemn that. Uh, they made a business decision. Uh, it may prove a good one. It may prove a bad one. Uh, but I know that Anner certainly is going to adhere to our core beliefs and principles because if we don't, then we are not who we say we are. That's fair enough. So what what do you think is the future of nudism and naturism? Are we looking at a slow decline or sort of maintaining where we are, or is there the potential for growth? Well, certainly surveys have been done um, in uh, the United States, at least, uh, that uh, would indicate that there are about 52 million Americans um, who certainly have expressed some interest in um, uh, what we would call a nation. Obviously, the combination of the word naked and vacation. Um, you know, so I think there is certainly plenty of, uh, of fertile ground out there uh, to attend to. Uh, how we do it um, remains the question. Um, how receptive people will become will become remains the question. But I, I, I certainly think there are the opportunities to to grow social nudism. Um, you know, I've heard, uh, and I, I mentioned this earlier, that people talk about it being a liberating experience, a freeing of the mind. You know, uh, we're, we're so bombarded uh, today with uh, with information, whether it's from our phones, our laptops, our iPads, you know, our Kindles, etc. And uh, sometimes we really do want to get away from all of it. But even when we try to get away, we still attach ourselves to these things. Well, as I've said to people, one of the great things about social nudism or taking a vacation is there literally is no place to put a smartphone or an iPad uh, or a Kindle uh, on your person. Okay, so you have to leave those someplace behind and it's just you, whether you're sitting on a beach or on a pool or enjoying, uh, uh, you know, the woods, which I understand are beautiful up in your uh, in your part of the world, uh, any time of the year, uh, you you are able to 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 find that, and uh, uh, I think that that is a great sell 
for people who feel overburdened, um, overstimulated, uh, so much information coming in that they can't almost begin to filter what's important and what's not important. Um, when you're at a naturist resort or you're sitting on a nude beach, um, you, as I said, literally you don't have the options to have all of this uh, stuff, if you will, with you, and you can focus on just freeing your mind, relaxing your mind, um, uh, letting your mind wander, which maybe people don't do enough of these days. And uh, so I think that's, those are very powerful selling points for, uh, for a population that uh, uh, feels uh, sometimes beaten down by technology. So that's all once again for this episode of the Naturist Living Show, episode XL40. Thank you for listening. Again, my name is Stéphane Deschain, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And I appreciate all the comments you keep sending, so please keep sending notes and comments and letting me know how things are going. Uh, the show's email address is naturistliving at bearoaks.ca. That's B-A-R-E, of course, bearoaks.ca because we're in Canada. And all the items that I'm talking about, all the things that I mentioned, you'll find those links at the show website. And the show website is located at naturistliving.bearoaks.ca. Again, B-A-R-E dot C-A. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of the Naturist Living Show. This episode of the Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park, traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca. Mm-hmm.